take it away. Hello! <laughs> take the mic away. He's... <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Surely we can't start like this. <laughs> yes, we absolutely can. Daniel's very graciously invited us to record. Is this not the third? I feel like this is the third time we've recorded here. Definitely not. No. We caught you out here. That's how we find out you're on another pod. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's quite funny, my other podcast. We're just, with a penultimate one. There's, it's not funny at all. So this is the podcast where we talk about song lyrics for sort of songs that are popular, they're in the mainstream, and we dissect the lyrics and decide if the lyricist could have done better with it. Some people may argue we go too far. Who would say that? I don't know. Some people might. Some people. <laughs> Some just... people might argue we don't go far enough. That's true. Yeah, that's true. true. At the end of it, we vote to see if the artist is uh, survives. I guess survives. Yeah. Onto the the final. Or is doomed to the seven circles of hell. Yeah. I'm Sam. I'm Alex. I'm Dan. And we are. It's a little bit funny. And you can find us if you're not already listening to it on Spotify. We're on Spotify. Woo-hoo. And we're on uh, our own website. And various other... What's the website? It's a little bit funny.co.uk And you can email us at it's a little bit funny show at gmail.com. Oh, have we received anything? Yeah. Really? A few. <laughs> what do you want to, you want to hear all the spam emails we've been getting? <laughs> well, tell me, there might be some... I'm not going to read through all the emails now. We should have an email section, though. Should, yeah. Yeah. Fan mail. Even yeah. if they are from, like, Nigerian princes, you know. Who listen to our podcast? They said the title was "Money, Money, Money," and I thought it was an advert request. <laughs> actually, it was just to send them stuff. <laughs> yeah, so visit our website, send us an email. Uh, you listen on Spotify and on other podcast apps as well, just not the Apple one. But yeah. who's got yeah. who, who's got an iPhone? Should we? Yeah, I was wondering at what point do we turn that into an active boycott? When our tenth request to Apple to be allowed on their mm-hmm. platform, so we're halfway there. Yeah, cool, perfect. How it's been a while. Yeah, uh, for us. Yes. Yeah, but actually, by the time you listen to this, I mean, yeah, that's true. Not. Yeah, true. Uh, I've been very busy. I've been in all over the place. I've been in Manchester quite a few weekends, seeing my family. Yeah, you've probably been the busiest. Yeah. Well, I'm not blaming you for the fact that we haven't been able to record the pod, but in a way. I am. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, it's not my fault. It's a lot of, like, family events and things. Um, but also, yeah, I want to go. I'm not forced to go to these things in Manchester. I like going to them. Uh, this weekend, actually, this is the best one of all. This weekend, I've got my dad's stag. Amazing. So. Okay, this is fantastic. There, Those two words... Are so evocative. There are so few phrases where two words alone can be so evocative as dad's stag. Yeah, you never expect, well, you might expect, but most people won't have that opportunity in their lifetime. No. Sort of like a, I'm going to my grandma's graduation or something. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be, it's so rare. So you've got to jump on it, you've got to seize it. <laughs> have you been heavily involved in the planning? No, not at all. Not at all. No, my uncle's doing the planning. Uh, and it sounds really fun. We're going to the races. I hope my dad's not listening to this. It's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? He would never listen to this. Can we put out a different, a dad-friendly version of the podcast where that's bleeped out? <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> We're going to the... And then put in Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What races? Uh, Chester. 
That's horse. That's it. Horse. Horse yeah. racing. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were like I thought you were so aware of all of the horse racing uh, no. rounds that you were like, which one? I've definitely heard of that one. You could have just been saying the phrase like "we're off to the races." Yeah, you know anything's possible, but then <laughs> yeah. literally you are going to be. Yeah, well, he loves is he you... loves the horse. He loves the horse. Does he actually? Is yeah, he a betting yeah. man? I don't, yeah, I think is, so. you, is your uncle the best man then? Don't don't, don't, don't say know. yeah in such an unknowing way because that's really important. I feel. What if he's a if you're man? going to the races for yeah, your stag, a, you should not, like yeah. betting. Yeah. Yeah, you will. I'm you sure will he partake. Bets. Yeah, will partake. I will partake. Yeah. Yeah. He asked if my dad was a betting man, not me. That's what I was asking. But it's his stag, so you want to make sure he's a betting man. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't want to go there, and he's just like, ooh, like oh, I'm not a, horse racing. Yeah. That's a bit. Cruel. <laughs> yeah, imagine we're like we really under yeah underestimate. On the other hand, you don't want him to go there and like spend your inheritance. <laughs> like going crazy. <laughs> like, is it going to be that kind of stag? Do you think at the start of it, your uncle will be like, "What happens on the stag stays on the stag." Um. Yeah, he probably will actually. To sort of ramp up the excitation. <laughs> Who's going? Who's going? Great question. Me, my brothers, yeah, uh, my dad, to. his brother, That's five. his brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and his uh, soon-to-be step-sons. So his future brother-in-law? Uh, no, his fiancé's sons. Who's the brother-in-law? Oh, his sister's husband. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you looked at some of the horses' names yet? Do you know? No, he always yeah. Whenever he bets, he always bets based on the name of the horse. The serendipity yeah. of the horse's name. Yeah, rather than any form, of the sort of owner. No. Age. Yeah. Yeah. It's all and about when the you, name. When you're betting an inheritance on it, yeah, it mm. is mad. It's got to be go just for the name. What is a? There would definitely be some sort of meaningful horse like Dad Stag. Dad Stag. Yeah. yeah. That would be amazing. But it's Can a deer. <laughs> There's nothing in the rule book that says yeah. that a deer can't race. What, what will you be doing afterwards? I don't know, probably go out. <laughs> Depends how well the betting goes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> is, it, is it booked for like the whole weekend? As in, your uncle's being like, don't make any plans for the Sunday. But Monday as well, bank holiday. Mo- sorry, whoa, it's an extended... No, 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 it's, um, it will only be the Saturday. Okay. But I'm going up to Manchester for the whole bank holiday. Because you oh. never know. You never know with these things. You know how dad's stags go. <laughs> you never know where you'll end up. Are any of you gambling men? Yeah, I used to be. Yeah, I would go so far as to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going to turn serious. <laughs> that I had a fairly serious problem when I was at university. Yeah. I think I realised when I was, I was into the online one a lot. Ooh. But um, now I just stick to the... The horses. Yeah, at uni, I think when you've got nothing to do um, and you're bored and you're up late, yeah, it is quite funny to get addicted to. Well, it's not funny. It's quite serious, but it's a little bit. Funny. A lot of people I know, it's a little bit funny. A lot. Uh, some people I know got addicted to like late night horse yeah. race gambling. Yeah. So they're like, you know, shouting from downstairs, like Sam, Tampa Bay Downs are starting in five minutes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I think you know you. Like, have, why do I care? You're starting to have a problem when it's like. It's so accessible. You're like, oh, Finland's under 19s are playing right now, yeah. and you just put something on them. You're like, I've got a hunch that they're yeah. going to beat Norway's under 19s. Yeah, <laughs> they're due. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had I had a stint at working at a betting startup for four months, I think. Really? And it was unpaid, 
So we had to we tried to pay each day's lunch through betting on the That's platform. Crazy. And more often than not, we managed to get. You know, you just needed like five quid for a meal deal. But that's where we were, there were three of us. And I think the sign that we got to addicted was when we started betting on the betting site's virtual sports. Mm. Yeah. And they have like football matches. And because they don't have any rights to teams, they just go for nations. So you'll have like matches you wouldn't, even in a World Cup, they would seem weird. You'd have like Ethiopia against (laughs) Denmark. Wait a minute, these were simulated virtual games? Simulated virtual games. So think... Mid two thousands Pro Evo or FIFA graphics, yeah, and the match literally lasts maybe three minutes, and you just see a selection of highlights. But so the highlights are just randomly generated. But it's, it's randomly. Yes, it's, but it's but not we... randomly to the person, as in everyone bets on the same random uh, iterations. Instance, yeah. So anyone who goes on the website to bet on that virtual Ethiopia versus Denmark will see the same things happen. Wow. It's just completely within the game of the bookies' website. But is there any correlation the between the virtual team and the real team? So in no. Terms of... They give you form of these form within their own <laughs> within their own worlds. So I think there will be an element of waiting. But it's not, if, for example, if it was Argentina against Iceland, you couldn't think of it through the lens of Argentina has Messi. Right. You know, it will be, it's more likely that Argentina's form will be good. Right. Because they try to give it, but they also try to make it a bit crazier by like, you know, maybe not adhering. So maybe Ethiopia could hold their own against Denmark. Um, and some, but then we started noticing the patterns in the animations because these are all, right. the more you look at it, the more you realize it's, re- they've really not invested much in it. So there was like patterns we noticed where like every corner for some reason would end up in a penalty. Every time, to the point where when you saw suddenly seeing a corner animation, you go, ah, it's a pen. (laughs) Ethiopia have done it again. And that, I think, was was when we knew we'd gone too far. Beyond the actual horse racing. Could you bet live as the match was going on, or did you have to... Such a good point. I think not. I don't think so. I think it was too quick, because it was just the highlights. So I think it would have been too quick. But you could bet the markets you'd get were like, you know, goals over under something, draw no bet... Choose a winner outright. Uh, but the thing is, that's so difference. it's preying on the need for the instant gratification yeah. of whether you've won or lost. Because yeah. when you bet on an actual football game, you get really excited and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see how many corners there'll be in the whole game. But then you have to wait hours to find out because you've bet yeah. two hours before the game. Then you have to possibly watch the game yeah. to find out if you've won or not. Yeah. yeah. Whereas it's so. This is Dave. Yeah. It's so tragic. They're like, yeah. well, we'll tell you right now. Did Ray Winston still pop up? Like, <laughs> Ethiopia versus Holland. <laughs> Get your best swords now. Check this out. <laughs> Ethiopia to have a penalty corner <laughs> next. <laughs> Five to one. Can Mozambique complete their great run of four? The victory against Brazil. Oh, so yeah, I think yeah, was, I like what you. Th- well, I like what you're saying. It's very much. T- it's distilling football down into a horse race, essentially. I mean, I mean that yeah. is so scammy that mm. I can imagine the programmers literally just rubbing their hands, laughing with glee mm. that they anyone would bet on that. Like you might as well just bet on like the roll of a dice. People do. That's a casino. What? <laughs> You've never heard of? Never heard of casinos? Casinos? Those things in the Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, fine. With a little leprechaun guy. Yeah, Yeah. those weird horses, those weird horse aliens. Even worse, I find, is 
there's no way of checking that the bookies doesn't know who's, who's bet on what yeah. and which is the more profitable outcome for the bookies every yeah. time. Yeah. So in retrospect, it was absolutely moronic to bet in the world. <laughs> you know, they say the house always wins. Yeah. There's always that understanding that, you know, in an honest casino, <laughs> at least they're playing the cards straight. Whereas here, it's literally like as if the casino could choose what cards come out. But it's so it's funny like, to imagine like a headline in the, you know, in the sun or something where it's like a, a book, <laughs> like an online bookies loses millions when the programmers accidentally like configure a oh, 5,000 to 1. Should we bet on a virtual match now in the pod? Yeah. See what happens. Okay. So we're going to bet on a first ever virtual game? Yes. The teams are Stoke United against WBA Baggies. Stoke United are the firm favourites at 10 to 11. We've got to go for the Baggies. We've got we to go, go for, away yeah. win for the Baggies. Underdogs, yeah. What's the odds? 10 to 3. Okay. They put one quid on that. So here we have the kit. So Stoke United playing in their famous red and white stripes. Yep. Just like Stoke City. WB. That's confusing. Don't no Derby. We'll bleep that. <laughs> I wonder what WA Bit Baggies' nickname is. <laughs> oh, it's, it's an attack for the Baggies. Come on. Come on. Oh, he's. Cr- he's... Oh, oh. Is that it? No. Just wide. The baggies on another attack. They're playing like they're at home. What a save again. Keeper against keeper. Come on, Burgess. Have we got a pen? Stoke pen. Stoke, Stoke pen. pen. Come on, keeper. Keeper, you've been so good all game. Oh, we missed it! you This is such a good nil-nil. This oh, keeper is Stoke keeping us in Stoke it. Half time, it's nil nil. Oh, we need we baggies to get a goal. What oh, again? Oh, a save for the baggies. This, this, We're not seeing the ball. The Stoke algorithm is relentless. It's already the 55th minute. Again, Stoke playing so comfortably. Oh, oh no. This is oh, it. It's in. Oh, it's in. Oh, Stoke oh. take the lead. Is that it? Full time? That's it. Oh, last minute winner. That was gutting. How much did we put on? One quid. We'll never see that quid again. No. It's right, it's Squarespace money. We'll, we'll cover it. There we go. Well, will it? <laughs> oh. There, All right, the emotions. Load another one. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the hang of it now. It's the Chelsea Pensioners against the Islington Reds. Is what it actually? Derby. It's the Europa League final. Oh. <laughs> oh, we have to see what the result is. <laughs> do we go Chelsea draw or Islington Sorry, Reds? Why do you care about the result? Just see if it, it it predicts the Europa League final. That would be interesting, actually. It's the pen. It's Chelsea draw or Arsenal. Pensioners. Got to go with the pensioners. Pensioners for Mosey. Quite literally, pensioners. Just got the bet in. It's one to one for Chelsea. Heavy one, but possession is retained. Come on, Chelsea. Nice oh, lovely Very touch. So oh. Zane. Yeah. One nil to Arsenal. Oh, they don't God celebrate. For Islington Reds. Yeah, come on, Chelsea. Immediate response. I mean, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. One one. Boom. Oh, you see a little celebration from Maurizio. Sorry. <laughs> it's in yes, two one yes. Chelsea. Before half time, the All team right. talks have changed completely. 
Oh, pen. you can't do that. That's a pen. And he's, oh, oh, he's missed the penalty. Good save, actually. Surely it's the last action. Arsenal with the ball. Oh, that's good. That might do it. What a save. That's, that's it. it. We did You've it. We've got the quid back. Right. Beautiful, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Well, we have to keep going. We're on a hot streak. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you fall Good. prey. Excellent. It's messing. So that was... That was my life for a few months. That was upsettingly fun. It's good. That it? was so oh good. God, I can see. I'm... Yeah, that's us for the next few weeks. I think. What have you? Done? This is like when Barney in The Simpsons gets goes sober and then he gets like a bit of non-alcoholic champagne. champagne. <laughs> it begins. Somebody says. Yeah. Maybe if Squarespace hold out on some more payments, we can turn to <laughs> predicting some virtual games. Should we segue into the meat and potatoes? Yeah. Bread and butter. Sam, do you have your own food expression to talk about? So I said meat and potatoes, he said bread and butter. What am I going to say? Like matzah and peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) But why don't we we do what the podcast is about in between (laughs) us stopping the recording and going and doing more of these (laughs) online bets? Eat more of these. Let's get into the, the actual podcast, yes. where we discuss song lyrics. Yeah. Sometimes we go too far, sometimes we don't go far enough. Yeah. And sometimes never we in between. <laughs> never in between. We never get it right. <laughs> Ever. And that is an actually good point, because sometimes we get it wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that brings me on to this song, which is a first in our long and illustrious history of podcasting. Yeah. Um, we've had an interesting email from... A Catherine Perry, and it took me a while to figure out who it was from. Still not. Do you want to? Any ideas, Sam? No. Miss K. Miss K. K Perry. Perry? <laughs> Is that oh, helping you? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin and Perry. Yeah. The Harry Enfield show. Oh, I thought it was, yeah. So she's emailed us two points of this email mm. and two very contrasting tones. Mm. She opened very angrily mm. and she did not like, Sam, your approach no. to her firework <laughs> banger of a yeah. tune. Fine. What was your issue with it again? Something about the first was, line being, the whole... she wishes you'd listen to more than the first line. Yeah, well, I said, I've said it to her before. It's, it's the plastic bag lyric is so dire that it takes you out. Well, don't say it again, because I don't want another angry email. Well, she, so, said, well, she said everything yeah. she has to say. Don't I've, shoot me I've either, because I'm just the messenger. I'm just yeah. saying what she said. She didn't like that. Dire Straits. Was it a cover? Yeah. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's asked for a second chance. She's okay. also, in the second part of the email, mm. sent in a request, because she loves the format of the show, of which I thought does. was really nice. Yeah. So I think we should. I mean, we'll do the song later that she requested. Mm-hmm. As a gesture of good faith. As a further gesture of good faith, I think we should also give her a second chance. Mm-hmm. Everyone deserves a second chance. Even Kay Perry. Yep. So the song... Well, Akon has had about ten chances. Oh, right. but he survived. But Akon has always survived, because yeah. his lyrics are yeah. airtight. Exactly. True. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is it. We're bringing her back out of limbo, out so of the we're, circles we're of hell. we're pulling her out of the eighth circle of hell. Yeah. But she's I still think, on trial. I think what Katy Perry and her team of high-priced lawyers have made it clear to us is that it was, we were sort of, well, we were sort of rude to pick on the worst of her lyrics. And she says that that doesn't represent her. 
and the rest of her songs are so good yeah. that she deserves another chance. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're we're reasonable men. Um and we're, we're willing to give her I'm a amazed chance. that she singled out a podcast with a listenership of 38 people. <laughs> that's the sort of dedication. 39 now. Yeah, she 39. is hooked. Well, no, she uses somebody else's Spotify account. So it's uh, still So it still counts as one. Yeah, that's oh, she's sneaky. Yeah. So Orlando Bloom's probably are they, toge- that, are they together? I, I think so. I might be completely. Well, wrong. we'll ask her when we send her the recording. He loves it. He thought it was hilarious the fireworks stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he probably brought it to her attention. Yeah. He's counting all the listeners, being like, 22! 20. <laughs> What's the number? Where's the Lego last one? I'm on 17. That's it. <laughs> Fuck. You failing a Lord of the Rings rep. So, the song with which we'll be assessing Katy Perry's appeal process is none other than Dark Horse, featuring Juicy J. Thoughts on the song as a whole, as a song, as a piece of music? If you hear that outside or if that came on your shuffle or something. Well, it does depend on the context, because if I heard that in, like, a, a club, it's very different from hearing it in, like, I don't know, an air, a, a airplane lounge. How incredibly pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we stand for on but this I mean, podcast. Yeah. What would be wrong with it coming on in an airplane lounge? Yeah, that was probably the wrong context. Maybe <laughs> like a library like, or something. Yes, a library is a better one. Then it'd be totally inappropriate. Very few yeah. songs are appropriate in that context, though. Like, Apart from the, the Sound of Silence by uh, Simon Sam Garfunkel. Garfunkel. Yeah. Again, if you play that one too loud, they will stop you. Yeah. yeah, I've checked. Yeah. <laughs> Librarians do not like the technicality. Yeah, when I was of like, yeah. Name. I was like, I thought you loved the Sound of Silence. Get off here, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, almost, uh, almost fitting given Sam's dad's stag activities, Dark can, Horse. Absolutely. And can I just say, I love this concept that every condemned lyricist gets an appeal. Because then it's almost like, what are they going to choose for their appeal case? Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope they're all listening. Because they have to email is, in. We, don't, yeah. did we, we don't decide. Did we send Blue Down? Simon Webb specifically. Because <laughs> right, he might, they've got a, yeah. well, a big discography for him to pull an appeal yeah. case from, and yes. they've got judicial credentials. Yeah. So that's true. Of, that's a scary that. thought. Yeah, that's a challenge. It's a little bit funny show at gmail.com guys. Yeah, if you want lawyer up. Yeah, the appeal process to get underway. But here we are at Katy Perry's last chance saloon, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, I think it's a good song. I like it. Interesting beat. I think it stands out, I think, compared to some of her other songs. Yeah. But lyrically, there's a lyric that really gets on my nerves. And I think it's quite funny because... It's a little bit funny because last time... (laughs) Last time our issue was environmental. Yeah. I think we went down that route, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. And here we have another insight into how Katy Perry views Mother Nature. Yes. And how the flora and fauna work yeah and function she says mark my words this love will make you levitate like a bird <laughs> and in case you didn't quite get that she doubles down with like a bird without a cage yeah well thought it's instantly problematic isn't it because she 
She says like a bird, like a bird without a cage. So the first one is wrong, and the second one is even worse. Yeah. If you so she sort of went for two similes. Yeah. And, and they both went cut. from yeah, and it went from bad to worse. So mark my words, this love will make you levitate. That's sort of that's nice. That's I get the sentiment. I, yeah, I understand. Yeah. That's fine. Like a bird, though. They don't levitate, do they? No, no birds fly. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. yeah but I've been scorned by Perry before, so I just wanted to double check. Yeah, I understand. You want to do your due diligence this yeah. time. They don't. They don't levitate. Even non-flying birds don't levitate. Especially Penguins not those. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, especially those. Yeah. Do you think she thinks that flying is levitating? They're the same thing. Is that what? Well, happening? presumably. She thinks that when you get in an aeroplane and she goes from like L.A. to Hampstead to knock on the door of this podcast to complain that she's levitating all yes. the way there. She's levitating and the world is sort of moving below her and then she just gets back down to earth. She doesn't yeah. understand the movement that occurs. She thinks the plane is entirely powered by a David Blaine on the ground using some sort of psychic ability. Well, I'm so glad you brought up David Blaine. Because, because here he is. <laughs> He was behind you all along. Uh, I'm David Blaine. You're really great, Sam. Uh, one of the best insults I've ever received was when a friend of mine said, you're like David Blaine with all the weirdness and none of the magic. He's <laughs> <laughs> just a shit David Blaine. Daniel David Blaine. <laughs> Look in your wallet. Yeah, my money's gone. Oh, well. <laughs> You've got to be more friskily responsible. <laughs> so one of the only ways I was thinking, either Katy Perry has a fundamental misunderstanding of flight and, mm. this, and equates it with levitation, yeah. or people have actually misunderstood the song quite a lot, and the love that she's talking about maybe isn't actual emotional love, but she's actually talking about her love for magic. And she's actually oh. performing a magic trick to this person. And I think that comes across, and maybe she can make a bird levitate through magic. Yeah. But other instances that sort of have put me onto this, you know, it's, it's, she's she's a good lyricist, Katy Perry, and it's subtle. Yeah, yeah. If you look carefully, the pieces are there that make up the jigsaw. The lyric that put me onto this was, so you want to play with magic. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. get it. Uh, yeah. Don't even notice there's a word magic in there. And that's what made me think of magic. That is... Of course. Well, I don't... I mean, tenuous connection, but yeah. Okay. Well... If that doesn't do it for you, maybe this will. You better choose carefully. Oh. So I think she's presenting a, de a, deck, a deck of cards. cards. Deck of cards, yeah. You better choose card. carefully if you want to play with magic. Oh. Mm -hmm. Boy, you should know what you're falling for. Implying the deceit that yeah. comes yeah. with magic. You know, you suspend disbelief when you go to magic show, usually. Yeah. Um, it's in the palm of your hand. Exactly. That was why I had it. So it's, the, it's in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Now, baby. And uh, when we go on to the... Um, and then later on we have turned the bedroom into a fair where you might find a magician who oh. might, you know, okay. regale you with car tricks and bird levitation tricks. Yeah. <laughs> the bird levitation must be the worst trick in the magician's handbook. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to make this bird leave the ground. <laughs> They're like, well, it, is it going to fly? Or? But this is the, the, like a bird without a cage. If anything... The cage is more like would represent a better levitation. Well, that's why I like because a bird that flies in a cage can only really fly on the spot. So yeah. In a way, removing the cage is actually doing that. You know, doing a disservice almost to that analogy, yeah. isn't it? 
Because that's allowing it truly to fly and not just levitate. It would just fly away. I would hate to see her go, like, do falconry. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she just expects the falcon to just levitate and she walks to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the special glove. My main concern, and I, I see exactly where you're coming from with the whole magician thing. Uh, what is your argument then for what she thinks a dark horse is? Because as far as I understand it, in the chorus it goes, um, yeah, boy, you should know what you're falling for. Baby, do you dare to do this? Because I'm coming at you like a dark horse. But I think she just means like a horse. Because horses will charge. A dark horse, in the, what is it, like a metaphor? A dark horse is specifically, I I can't explain it, but you know, a dark horse is like one, an outside Outside chance, chance. An outside chance horse yes. in a horse race. Does it imply it wins? Um, it implies it almost put pressure on the favourites, I guess. Yeah, but what makes a dark horse any more like likely to charge you down and like come at you than any other horse? Is a dark horse more threatening because of the element of surprise in that you wouldn't you expect it, it to charge? But she's told you she's coming at you. Well, again and So again. there's no surprise. Yeah. Maybe I'm being unnecessarily harsh on her because she has... Well, I mean, you guys do have history. Yeah. She's really um, She upset. was particularly rude about you. So I understand why you're going. Oh, God, yeah. Did you see what she thorough. wrote about me in the, uh, in the Independent? <laughs> in the opinion article. Yeah. Editorial. When GCJ, Jesse's brother, says in the rap, she can be my sleeping beauty, I'm going to put her in a coma. I don't think he's ever read the fairy tale of Sleeping Beauty or watched the Disney version because... The prince doesn't put Sleeping Beauty. Well, in that's the, the prequel that he's seen, that apparently we haven't, and that Disney haven't made. That before the prince rescues Sleeping Beauty, he is the one that puts her in a coma. Was Maleficent that puts her in a coma? So is he saying he's Maleficent? Because in the previous line, he says that fairy tale ending with a knight in shining armor. Yeah. So he's both. He's Prince Charming, and he's is it Prince Charming or just a prince? Prince Philip. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> it is actually specifically. Is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yes, specifically. Yeah. I would love it if it was literally Prince, Prince Philip being racist on his way to <laughs> rescuing Sleeping Beauty, bending down and doing his back in to give her like love's first kiss. <laughs> but there's more of the magician stuff in the rap where he says, "I'm all ears." Juicy J says she's sweet as pie, but if you break her heart, she turned cold as a freezer. Isn't there a David Blaine trick where he like encases himself in, yeah, ice. in ice yeah. for days? Was it or at least at least a day? It's always at least a day with David Blaine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, and then no one cares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Turns out people's attention for magic tricks wanes very quickly. Yeah. Like no one really pays attention. Like on day five, people are like, "Is he still? <laughs> Is he dead yet? <laughs> Is he up on that box still?" <laughs> Like, do you remember when he was up in that? Um, this is terrible. But when he was this in, is great. <laughs> I know, know what I'm going for. When he was in that suspended box in London, Tower Bridge, I think. Yeah, yeah. Tower Bridge. And he starved himself. Yeah. And people flew up cheeseburgers on drones to taunt him. And this was before drones were commonplace. So these were like <laughs> RC helicopters that yeah. they bought. It's not like someone had a drone. Exactly. And then it was like, oh, I know what I'll do. People went to buy yeah. kids' toys. This wasn't pranksters at Gatwick. This was like the military. We're like, we, we need to take down Blaine. <laughs> Get some cheeseburgers up there. Don't know why it's the American military. <laughs> Martial law. Yeah. yeah. 
Seal, te- <laughs> Seal Team 6. Obama <laughs> at the time. He's like, we can get Bin Laden or we can piss off Blake. <laughs> well, let's hold off on Bin Laden. Let's picture them in the war room watching a live <laughs> feed of it. Go, take a bite. Take the bite. <laughs> How long was he up there for? 44 days. He spent 44, 44 days, in, days a glass in, box. in a glass box. Yeah. But did, what was, did he have water and any water or any food? What he had some actual, sort of pipe. What was the actual... Pipe. He was just smoking a pipe. A pipe. <laughs> He's like, David, you've got no oxygen in there. That'll dehydrate you, mate. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I've been smoking a pipe for 44 days. <laughs> He's still here. He's, have you seen that trick he does where he regurgitates like a live goldfish? Fish, yeah. yeah. And then everybody just goes, why? Like, what was the point? I believed that you did it. I saw you do it, but why? And he's like, oh. Magic. It's like, no. It's not magic. I can't throw up a goldfish. I can throw up. I mean, if you just go to, like, any bar in London at, like, 3am and go to the loo, and find someone throwing up. It's like, the new day with Blake. This. Yeah. There we go. I just threw up some vodka and Red Bull. Magic. I need a kebab. So it's been 15 years, almost. It's been 15 years since David Blaine hoisted himself above the Thames in a tiny little Perspex box. He's still there. Starving himself. <laughs> they forgot. They stopped the clock after 44 days. And everyone went to party. But they forgot to open the box. So he showed... What I love is that he showed such horrific sort of symptoms of starvation, as you would expect. Um, he even had a webcam sort of filming him so that people can re- uh, make sure he wasn't cheating. But yeah, his symptoms of starvation... On his wife. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, where where have you been? He's like, I was in a glass box. She's like, you expect me to believe that. You were with her again, weren't you? Was she in that glass box with you? That snack. So his, his symptoms of starvation included depleted organ and bone mass, heart palpitations, breathing problems, and loss of skin pigmentation. God in heaven. And what did the British public have to say? <laughs> A great vox pop saying, we think the stunt's really poor. It's just rubbish. 44 days of this is just boring, <laughs> says 33-year-old North London web designer. <laughs> Bring back hanging in the square. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's just boring. <laughs> Oh, I guess it is boring to it watch it. It is boring. It. I wouldn't watch it. It's an impressive, like, it's an impressive, cumulative thing to do. It's not it's impressive, impressive to watch. Did he do 44 yet. days to mimic Jesus? Was that the idea? I don't know. No, because didn't he also... Who, which magician walked on water? After Jesus did 44 days in a glass box above the Thames. <laughs> no one. He did 43. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to beat Jesus' record. He was trying to beat Jesus' record. He got out too soon. Like, mate, you should have just done another night. The people from Guinness, world record. (laughs) And they were like, sorry, mate, Jesus beats. We've got a Jesus of Nazareth that holds a record of this. Sorry, mate, he's just beat. He's like, shit. Skin falling off. He's like, motherfucker. (laughs) So no food and no water. He must have had water. He would have died. Oh, God. Impressive. That is impressive. There's nothing impressive about it. It just feeds it. It's an impressive feat. It's not a spectacular feat to observe, but I think on paper it's one <laughs> no. of those when you read they were it. Better, just like the rest of it. When you read the blurb of the trick. <laughs> I don't know. His feet look pretty rubbish to me. <laughs> Size 10. 
nothing spectacular about just it. far away i love it as well because tower bridge is such a is such a commuter's like route yeah so we've been past so you walk past every day on your commute to well, work 44 days day and night there and back and you're just like what is he doing you just get so i've been at work all this time <laughs> contribute something you yeah. so how do we get onto that Magicians. Oh, because Katy Perry's a magician. In yeah. The, yeah. In the so I think, I think we we're, we we come to a fork in the road. Yeah. In Katy Perry's appeal process. Yeah. And either Katy Perry has completely misunderstood the functionality of a bird's flight. Yes. And by extension, maybe flight in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her own flying from LA to this appeal procedure, or she's actually talking about her life as a magician in a fair. In which case, you could make a bird levitate. As you've said, it's a disappointing trick. Maybe make a rabbit levitate. You know, a bird is expected to at least be in the air and off the ground. But, you know, she's working with what she's been given. Maybe that was a bird and she made it levitate. Yeah. So, I guess it's an interesting one because it's A or B rather than yes or no. Okay. Do we go for that or do we choose a lane? Which one? Have I convinced you that it's a magician, maybe? Um, Yeah. Should we go with that one? Yeah, let's go with that one. Okay. Okay. Three, Three, two, two, one. one. Oh, oh so I think that's the first time we've had this combination. Yeah, that's an odd combination. Yeah. Daniel's voted with a thumbs down. Down. Sam and I have voted upwards. Okay. With thumbs up. Yeah, I I'm totally convinced by the magician thing yeah. because just thinking about it now, if she was able to get a bird to levitate, that is actually so impressive because it doesn't then fall back on its instinct to use its wings. Oh. Whereas like a rabbit levitating, it doesn't know what it's doing there. Yeah. She's in total control. But the bird right. to not use its own wings, There's an extra that's the best layer. trick of it. That's an the extra best dimension to it, isn't sitting it? Sitting above the Thames yeah. with water. Yeah. Which isn't magic, by the way. It's <laughs> 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 just struck me. Magic is just redefined yeah. as something nobody wants he, to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't really do magic. A hunger strike is not a magic trick. It's like, oh, what was the trick? <laughs> I didn't eat. It's like, oh, I hate when I hear how it's done. <laughs> oh, it's ruined it. You were right. I didn't want to know. <laughs> Actually, that is a great point. Um, my only thing is that I feel, from a legal standpoint, um, and we do have two trained lawyers as part of this legal podcast. Eagles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have to, to deal with all the complaints we get. Yeah, we are, Absolutely. We are our own representation. Yeah. Uh, um, that the standard for an appeal, the threshold, is slightly higher than it is for the first hearing. Oh, uh, very good and point. And I don't think she's met that. That's, yeah. very, that's fair enough. Very good point. But anyway, you're the dissent. I am the dissent. But the dissent will majority be has gone. Yeah. We may look back on this with regret at what could have been and how so right you were. At is the time. she now merely exonerated and returned to the general population? But or we, has she made it into the Survivors Club with Gary Barlow? Oh no no, she's back in Pitbull. she's back in the public in the public yeah. domain. Okay, she's not in hell again. She's yeah. not safe. Okay, no, fine. She so is now out there. We can she can come back. You, Daniel, may may be motivated now more than ever to bring her back. Well, I'm completely neutral as a, a legal yeah. arbiter. I wouldn't have any grudge against her, but you know certainly, yeah, there are yeah. raw perhaps next week or California dreams. Anyway, maybe. <laughs> Who knows what the future holds? Yeah. Well, there you go. Congratulations, Katie. Um, you've made it. And please stop saying hurtful things about me. But do keep listening. <laughs>
Yes, absolutely. On your own laptop. So that we get all the analytic boosts we can get. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Orlando to, you know, shove off and do his own thing. So you're free to do as you please for now, Katie. But as promised, we will look at the song you requested, which is Daniel. Okay, I mean, first of all, I have a problem with the concept that a convict, when up for appeal, can then put someone else up for trial in an unrelated case. Do you know what I mean? It's like a bargaining chip when you testify against someone else. Yeah. She's snitched. Snitching. She's offered up this evidence in mitigation. She's testifying yeah. against, in this case, Jaquan, who I think was a one-hit wonder because I don't remember hearing him on anything else. Uh, with the song Tipsy. So the chorus there, as you heard, is everybody in the club getting tipsy, which he repeats eight times my thing with this song is i love the idea of a song that is dedicated to a club full of people getting mildly inebriated (laughs) (laughs) which is what every club should aspire to be i guess that is the best it's the most responsible club in history in history because he says everybody he doesn't just say (laughs) one or two people in the club getting tipsy because they've got work in the morning yeah or like some people are drinking seedlip he doesn't say that. <laughs> They're still drinking alcoholic beverages, but in moderation. So he's saying everybody in the club is getting tipsy at the moment. No one's getting off their face. No, no one's throwing up frogs or any goldfish. <laughs> David Blaine style. David Blaine isn't allowed in this club because he gets wasted. Such, such, such a man of extremes. <laughs> yeah. He, he would not find a place in he, this club. He would be either stone cold sober. He's like, I'm going teetotal for three years. It's my new trick. Yeah. That would be either... That is magic. Yeah, people would be like, that's incredible. How did you do that? He's like, with the support of my friends and family. (laughs) People would be like, Jesus, what is he going to do next? Beat another addiction. I mean, that is magic. (laughs) (laughs) Considering we've we've developed an addiction during the course of this podcast to virtual football. I'm 20 quid down the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Mo's just going double or nothing every five minutes. On the Chelsea pensioners every single time. (laughs) <laughs> he's like it works like a pension right? pension fund <laughs> <laughs> the thing is at, what's so funny is he the whole song is like him hyping up like himself and the club you know he's getting really into it uh, you know it's talking about the all the you know talking about these women um, like she's a groupie maybe because she heard that I rhyme hardcore he's like you know talking. he's talking himself up yeah <laughs> then he's like everybody's getting tipsy <laughs> And that's it. Well, later he does say, he right? He doesn't want anyone to get wilder than that. Well, exactly, because later he says, liquor wasted on me, man. So someone's offering him some, like, whiskey or spirits. He's saying, no, that, that's what you're wasting on me. Brushed it off. Now I'm back to getting lit with some orange juice, man. Yeah. Does he actually say yeah, it? Yeah, he does. He does. You got so, and he also says, um, I'm wondering if a shake coming with those fries. you got to line the stomach. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's so much common sense. I love it. Actually, he's actually been very responsible because exactly. he's he's talking about he's trying to seduce women in this song, yeah, by getting them tipsy. 
So they still have the option to make their own informed decision about him. Yeah, so they're still Compass Mentis. Yes. Which is a, a, another rap name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's wondering if he's wondering if an alcohol-free shake is coming with the fries. Yeah. And then he's saying, <laughs> I'm going to have some orange juice. Let's put that liquor away. Everybody in this club is getting tipsy. Which is, and then the club owner said, well, first of all, he says, hands in the air if you catch drunk as me. So everyone's <laughs> putting their hands up because they're like, well, we're all... We're all mildly tipsy. Yeah, we're, we're all, all buzzing. Yeah. We're having a good time. Yeah. Still got uh, our wits about us. Yeah. In fact, it would be a really lame hands up because it'd be, it would, he's like, can you just raise your hands, please? And everyone would just kind of quietly lift their hands to the sky. And then the club owner says, Quan, put out those trees. So I don't know if he's some sort of like woodcutter or forest tree surgeon <laughs> in the back. There's some gardening to be done. So it's a club that not only um, promotes sensible drinking habits. Yeah, like a limit, a, like a one drink limit. Yes, yeah, maybe it's got that you've got a wristband or maybe you've got tickets. Yeah. But also has a garden section. Exactly. Which is lovely. Yeah. This club is good. It's all about wellness. It's actually really on trend. Yeah. When was this from? 2004. He was way ahead of his time. Another selling point I've noticed about this club, mm. other than being a good couple of decades ahead of its time in terms of wellness among young people, is, um, so he's actually hidden it because in the original version, he says at one point that he's got to move onto the next hall, mm. which is unfortunate, which is kind of at odds with the, the message, the well-meaning Ooh, yeah, message he, of, uh, it's a bit jarring, you know, let maybe, himself down a little he's let himself down, yeah, maybe yeah. he's had, you know, maybe half a pint too many. He's gone Maybe. beyond tipsy. Yeah, slightly beyond. He'll he'll have some fries and he'll reel it back in, I'm yeah. sure. Um, maybe all that, that tree surgery yes. will get out of his system. I don't know if that's the best preparation for doing tree surgery at <laughs> <in> McDonald's. <laughs> but, you know. He's then one own. and a half drinks. <laughs> exactly. But in the cleaner version of the song, mm. he's changed it to a good USP for the club, which is, I've got to move on to the next floor. So it's a t- it's a at multi-story least, club. Multi, at least two-story um, club. What's that one? Berghain in yeah. Berlin, which is like multi-story. And presumably mm. these are all sort of you know, all these floors are their own world almost in terms of the music. Yeah, maybe and the, the guy. And he does establish at the start the very first thing he says is teen drinking is very bad. Yeah. So he's he's obviously saying, look, I understand that you guys are going to drink as teenagers. Let's be realistic. We've all done it. I was as young as you once. Yeah. But. While I do my tree surgery, none of you get over the top wasted. Let's just all get a bit tipsy. It's fine. This is like this is this is a song about being two pints in. It's the two. It's just before you reach the end of that second pint. Yeah, is that the exactly. optimal moment of existence. Exactly, and mm. it's that stage where you're thinking, why don't I always just be in this state? Yeah, I could go out on weekdays. Yeah, this is fine. I could go to work right now. And, and be much and better than like I usually am. Yeah. It's, it's the sort of optimal state of human existence. In that club, everyone is like functioning at optimal capacity. The bouncers would have had the easiest night ever. Can you imagine? Like, no rowdy people no. to like chuck out. No one giving shit. No teens shit. trying to get in. No. No drinking's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just people like coming in with some McDonald's or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, their tree surgery equipment, which is quite a lot to get there, like the gardens out the back. Once you've finished. <laughs> why was why are they serving shakes and fries in the club? If you've had a bit more than two pints. That makes sense. And you want to sort of recalibrate. 
have a few fries, soak it all up, and you're back at Tipsy. It's perfect, mm. because if you think about the reason why normal clubs and stuff don't serve normal food, is because people get so drunk, you don't want them eating, and they're going to just throw it back up. If you had, like, if you had, like a kebab stall in Or is club. it to ensure that people get drunk and don't sober up? But surely... Yes, but in this instance, because this is a club that's promoting sensibility... No, no, I'm saying in, yeah. no, in normal clubs. In normal clubs, yeah. you're right. But here, they need another stream of income as well, mm. because they don't want people to binge drink. So they need some money from somewhere. So I think economically, they also need to sell something that promotes their safe drinking yes. vibe, but also gives them another source of income. Because if everyone's buying two pints, mm. that's a lot less than the club down the road without the garden. Yeah. But that's letting you drink as much as possible and presumably has all the teen drinkers. I think so. I think, we've, I think that was a good take on... Uh, the ma- what we're going to vote on is whether Jake Wan has done the next alcohol-aware campaign by British government. PSA. Yeah. With Jake One. PSA okay. featuring Jake One. Yeah. And Compost Mentis. <laughs> okay. Ready to vote? Three, two, two one. one. I mean, it's a triple thumbs up. <laughs> wow. It was telegraphed in Jay. our positivity throughout that analysis. Excellent. I don't know what Katy Perry was thinking. It was an yeah. odd. It was odd of her to try throw Jake One in front of the bus. She is just oh, no. decades behind Jake One in terms oh. of awareness. Jake One is light years ahead of, the, yeah. of, of mm. Katy Perry. It's it's Jake, crazy. Katy Perry's still using plastic bags. Yeah. yeah, you can't do that. Jake One, well done. I mean, Jake One would never been seen dead. He probably doesn't even have a straw with that shake. I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely not. He we did overlook the whore comment in the. In the not clean version. That's true. But maybe he just let the excitement of writing a, a killer song get the better of him. About moderate drinking. Yeah. But what's actually a bit worse about that is that he can't even say he was drunk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He can't be like, oh, well, I didn't know. I was, yeah. A lot of the face. lyrics are but are about that, though. So one of them says, like, um, I'm looking at Shorty right in her eyes while she's telling me how much she hate her guy. So he's like very understanding. He's so not drunk that he's able to listen and hold attention and conversation. Well, no, because you missed that line because he says, now I'm looking at Shorty right in her eyes. Couple seconds pass, now I'm looking at her thighs. I thought that meant like the Which I think he's just the means... chicken thighs that they sell oh, in the... With the chicken, right. the chicken and fries. And yeah, the chicken shape. and fries. And I just yeah. thought he was indicating he's quite shy. He can't keep eye contact. In a club, you have to yeah. look down so that they can... Talking your ear, yeah. Said she got a kid, but she got her tubes tied. So she's explaining this miracle birth. Somehow she had a kid. But he's taken all that in, and normally you wouldn't get anywhere near that in a club conversation. But he's so engaged. And then he says, "If you're 21, girl, that's all right." Yeah. Pointing to the drink in her hand. He's only. (laughs) She's told him this about her birth. He's like, "I'm only here to make sure that you guys all have a good time, and you drink a couple of drinks only." I wonder if he's it, you pay here with those tokens. Do you know what I mean? So everyone can yeah, yeah, only use yeah, those tokens. Yeah. I think there's a pause as well. So he says, girl, you 21? Question mark. Then he checks her ID and he goes, that's, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. he's operating as a bouncer within yeah. the... Yeah. I, yeah, I think he is the bouncer, maybe. I think he works here. Because he is the one saying teen drinking is very bad. Mm. And then he says, I got a fake ID. I think he's confiscated a fake ID. Yeah. That's exactly That's why it. he'd have to work on the <laughs> trees. He has to. That's why he said, I got a fake ID, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. Because he's confiscated. Yeah, so many. And then that's why he has to do some gardening work as well. He dabbles in a bit of everything. You know, he's a jack of all trades yeah. in his own club. So then, uh, this makes perfect sense, actually, the bouncer thing, because throughout the song, 
there's these periodic points where he's counting. He's going one, here comes the two, to the three, to the four. So he's, this is crowd control. It's a one in he's one He's working out. the queue. It's, it's one in one out. And it's a one in one out policy. Exactly. Yeah, he, he's saying one. to the people inside, one, here comes the two, three, to the four. And they're like, right, okay, no more for now. Yeah, and then like, when they're coming out, that's why he's going, here comes the three to the two. Oh, he marks the, the number of everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. In the lyrics, every other, everybody in the club getting tipsy is in brackets. Is that him asking on the walkie-talkie? Just checking. Everybody in the club getting tipsy and someone's coming back, you know, the little voice from the walkie-talkie going, yeah. everyone from the club getting tipsy. Every, yes, because it echoes, again and again. Everybody yeah. in the club's getting tipsy. Everybody in the club's getting yeah. that's just like, Because he can't be everywhere at once. No. He's going to go do the gardening. He's outside the club being a bouncer. But he has to check on everyone's tipsy state. So that's mm. why there's so much repetition. There's a really nice um, couplet in here where it says, self-explanatory, I ain't got to say I'm rich. So everybody is so, everybody's so enamoured with him and what he's doing for sort of young people and, and alcoholism that... He doesn't have to say he's rich for people to respect him. But he is. And a, then he, you say that. A, you a, say that. He's you a bouncer. So how you many say rich he doesn't have to tell say? people he's rich. But later on, he does show someone his jewels. Yeah. So it's not so. Well, fine. But then uh, the only reason I said that I think was because bit... the next line goes, "Yes, single man, I ain't trying to get hitched." So some single guy is like proposing to him essentially. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, "No, I'm not looking to get married." I'm not. But, I'm yeah. not looking for a, but thanks for a husband. Much. But thanks. I thought, I read that as, because Jaquan is obviously a rap name, like Compass Mentors. So mm. I thought his real name might be Rich, and he's wearing like a little name tag. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Then he's like selfish, but I don't have to say it. You know? Yeah, that's true. People yeah. are coming up to him in the queue. I also think, I like later, he goes, homeboy tripping because I'm staring at his chick. Now he on the sideline staring at my clique. Yeah. So that's someone who's, he's ejected from the queue. And now he's checking out his girlfriend's ID. Mm. Mm, and he's tripping because yeah. he fell over the what the rope the cord <laughs> the rope the velvet rope so because he, he was saying that the, this guy <laughs> trips over the cord and now he's on the side of the queue <laughs> <laughs> just staring well do you think maybe that bit that where he says hands in the air if you cats as drunk as me that's his sort of test to see if they're too drunk to come in and if they can't put their hands up because they're too drunk they start like giving them abuse then they're out yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's stone cold sober. So by him asking that, it's a trick question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Move on to the next floor because he has to do security as well. Oh, yeah. You know, he has to make sure everyone's tipsy across all several floors of the club. Yeah, he was quite good at hiding that he was the bouncer all along, actually. Yeah. I think that's the bouncer you want at a club that promotes moderation. Yeah. Is almost a bouncer you don't really realise as a bouncer. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a referee, if, has, if they have a good game, you don't notice You don't them. notice them play, yeah. do you? It's like the invisible bouncer. Jaquan joins Pitbull and Gary Barlow yeah. in that super group that we're developing, which we'll put up on the website, I'll write that up. Mm. Katy good. Perry might have another chance at redemption. getting redemption. into that. Yeah. I mean, she's had redemption. Being redeemed and then maybe she will ascend next time. Who knows? She'll yeah. levitate up. Oh, very good. Oh, Heaven. call back. There we go. Perfect. Funny. And on that note. Um, please do get in touch. Like Katy Perry, you have you can think of some lyrics that maybe don't hold up and you'd like us to have a very thorough look because maybe you you know, have a job or something and don't have the time to go in as much detail as we do. Please do <laughs> send some lyrics in at it's a little bit funny show at gmail.com. Sponsored by Wix. <laughs> <laughs>